0: Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Welcome back to Open Books with Claire. On Open Books with Claire, we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. I'm your host, Claire. So today, I'm going to give a short, spoiler-free look at the book Renegades. But don't worry, following the short, the spoiler-free section, I, along with my guest host, will dive into a spoiler look at today's book as well. So, Renegades was written by Marissa Meyer. And Marissa Meyer is a New York Times best-selling author um, of the Renegades series. She is also the author of the Lunar Chronicles, uh, which we also did episodes on. So if you want to check those out, those were some really good episodes. So it's a third-person point of view. We've got our two narrators. It's Nova and Adrian. So the story follows both Nova and Adrian as they're trying to figure out kind of where they stand during this, during the fighting of the world. All right, on to the spoilers. So today is a special episode because instead of having one guest host, today I have two guest hosts. So joining me today is my friend Talia and my sister Sriya. So you guys want to introduce yourselves?
1: I'll go first. <laughs> I'm Talia. I've been on quite a few episodes now and I'm so excited for this episode because the renegades is my favorite series ever and i'm really hype about this that's pretty much it <laughs> and i'm soraya i've
2: been on a couple as well and i really enjoyed this book too maybe not as much as taya but it was still really good <laughs> sorry okay so my mic was muted oh my so, gosh, your <clears>
1: mic was let me
0: just muted. say that whole thing that i just said um over again note to self see and i tell my guests don't mute your mic and what do i go and do mute my mic anyways so for anyone who is wondering any of our listeners out there we have had a few hiccups more than a few (laughs) trying to get this episode
1: going uh obviously i just created another one um (laughs) yeah she went she went through that whole spiel about how we've had, like, a mess trying to figure all this out. And she <laughs> was muted the whole time. This has been time. such an adventure. Yeah.
0: So, um, kind of funny. Kind of awkward. But, uh, yeah. It's because we have two guests instead of one. So, we're just trying to figure it out. But, I'm super excited to have Talia and Soraya back. Um, I've had them in before quite a few times. And they've all always been really good uh, guests to have. Talia's actually kind of been my guest host from the beginning she's kind of she's my first guest host and (laughs) yeah so all right uh does someone want to one of you guys want to tell us a bit
2: about what happens in this book so it starts off as in a flashback of nova as a six-year-old and her parents are trying to help her little sister evie who has a fever nova's father tells her that their her uncle alec got is who's going to get medicine. Nova ends up falling asleep, and then she wakes up to hear a hitman break into their house and shoots both her parents. She runs to hide in the closet before realizing that she left her sister alone. She reminds herself that the renegades will come and that they will save her. When Nova is found, she uses her powers that she has to put the man to sleep and tries to shoot him, but she can't. Her uncle Alec finds her and he kills the hitman. And he tells Nova to call him Uncle Ace. Nova comes to a realization that she cannot trust the Renegades because they failed to save her family. She promises to avenge them in bringing down the Renegades. Then it jumps 10 years and Nova is preparing to shoot the leader of the Renegades, Captain Chromium, during this parade that they always have. She meets Adrian, who fixes a bracelet that her dad made. With his progeny powers, which is artwork. And then she goes to the building. After a little bit of a hiccup, a couple of hiccups, she sets up for a sniper shot. When, when when she she's in position and everything, she can't pull the trigger as a butterfly comes and kind of just collects around her. And this is Monarch, a renegade. She tries to shoot Captain Chromium, but he turns his head, and so she can't. Then there's a fight between Nova, Monarch, and a couple other renegades. Okay, I'm jumping back in. So this sentinel shows up, and no one really recognizes him. And there's this big fight, and Winston, this anarchist who works with Nova, ends up getting captured. But Nova is able to get free. We, we find out that Adrian is actually the Sentinel, and he uses his artwork to give himself extra powers. He was planning on telling people that he's the Sentinel, but then it turns out the Sentinel ended up hurting someone, so now he can't. He goes back to the main headquarters and finds out that the council is going to go after the anarchists because... But they're not going to they're not gonna they're not gonna arrest them or anything. They just wanna go talk to them. Nova goes back to the subway where the anarchists and her live, and they end up having a mishap with the renegades and anarchists in this subway. The renegades who show up are quite rude and and they're bullies and then the sentinel shows up and creates a mess. So it's it's really just chaos in the subway. So Nova decides that she's going to go undercover and work for the renegades as a spy. So they go and she gets a fake ID and she prepares to enter the renegade trials, which is how they choose uh, prodigies for renegades. At the trials, Adrian and his friends see Nova. And Adrian had met Nova previously when he fixed her bracelet, right? So he feels like he has a connection with her and so they end up working together with her after she proves her worth to the the renegades, basically. And so Nova goes to the renegades for the first time as a renegade and they get a tour. She meets all the new people, you know, and her being an anarchist, it's it's new and kind of hard for her to see it because she she hates the renegades But she has to pretend that she is infatuated with them. Uh, Nova meets a ton of the renegades and she meets Max, which is known as the bandit, who is in a quarantine because he has a condition that's dangerous, but they don't actually say why. She goes and off on her own and she talks to. She basically goes over what she did that day and they end up making a plan. Of sort of what they're what they're going to do. She's just going to hang out and work for the renegades. As a spy. Like she's going to spy on the renegades. Um, she has to go on a mission. At this place called. This library. In the library there's. A lady named Ingrid. Who works. Who is an anarchist. And she ends up creating chaos. Because the library. Th- this plan just goes crazy and the library ends up blowing up and chaos ensues the librarian dies it's it's pure chaos and and they end up having some struggles they think that adrian had died but he really didn't uh all the anarchists end up packing up and leaving because there was some struggles because of the library being blown up by one of the anarchists Back at the Renegades, uh, Adrian wants to question Winston. They question him, but he doesn't blow Nova's cover. Nova's powers, she doesn't sleep, and she can make others fall asleep. So she doesn't sleep, and so she works a lot at the Renegades doing different jobs, like data entry. And she ends up seeing Max, the bandit. He gets hurt, and so she runs in there. But he actually, his power, Max's power, actually, he steals powers from other people. And so she ends up getting hurt, and so she's in the hospital now. From Adrian's perspective, uh, Max and Adrian talk about what happened when Nova got hurt that night. He confronts Adrian about being the Sentinel, basically. Now, a lot of people don't like the Sentinel because he's been embarrassing the renegades, and he's not within the legal system so max promises he won't he won't tell anyone nova's out of the hospital she has to find ace anarchy's helmet so she goes off and finds out stuff about it and she intends to steal it but she doesn't know where it is where the real helmet is you you find out that max aka the bandit actually was the one who stole ace anarchy's powers in this huge battle that happened nova makes a plan with ingrid and she so basically they were gonna make a public fight that kills that kills both nightmare and the detonator so then the renegades will think that they're dead and they can live their life free of like being concerned to like always look over their shoulders, you know. Adrian just is crushing on Nova and Nova's not sure how she feels about him, but Nova has decided to go through with this plan to to kill off Nightmare and the Detonator. So they go to a carnival, which was where they were going to kill them off. Nova basically tricks Adrian into following this trail that she set up. To make him see Nightmare. And then he'll be one someone to witness Nightmare's death. So they're in this carnival. And the detonator shows up. And blows up this building. That Nightmare was inside. Then the detonator just plays with everybody. And she's just. She's like this was a fake fight. So, Adrian was able to, to call other... They call other renegades Nova. It turns out that Nova isn't actually dead, obviously. And she, she, she kills the detonator. Then you just hear, at the end of this fight, one of uh, the renegades says that people like the detonator won't even be a problem beca- soon because of Agent N. And Nova asks what that is, but like he's—they don't say. And then, she, then it ends after kind of tying up all of it. But it totally leaves you on a cliffhanger. You're just like, "What's Agent N? What's happening next?" There's a lot that goes on in this book.
0: Yeah, it's a—it's a pretty long book. It is 592 pages. Yeah, and a lot of this book. Uh is set up, you know, like set up on who these people are, set up on what the world they're living in, kind of also setting up, uh, where people stand on this, but there's still quite a bit of character development, uh, so because Nova's the first person that we meet, uh, let's talk a little bit about her character development, uh, so at the beginning, she's six, uh, she's really young, she doesn't know everything that's going on, but she's fairly smart. Because she likes to invent things with, you know, pieces that she finds all over the place. And so she's young, she's scared, and her family is killed. And then she's taken in by her uncle, Ace Anarchy. And so she's kind of thrown into a whole different world. What are your guys' kind of thoughts on Nova's development?
1: Well, she was growing up like her... She was grow. Oh my goodness her family was, like, raising her to believe in the renegades and that the renegades will always be there for you. And so when she was, when her family got murdered, she was, like, hiding, and she's like, the renegades will come, the renegades will come, and they never did come, and so that lost all of her hope in the renegades, which allowed her to uh, join Ace easier because she lost her hope in the good guys or whatever.
0: That's very true. That's definitely, that's a really good point. Uh, because I do, like, that's what she was whispering over and over again while the guy was, like, the hitman was looking for her, was that the renegades will come and that, uh, and when they don't come, the only person who does come is her uncle. Right? So, he was the one to save her, he was the one to comfort her, and, all well, and he's the one who killed the hitman. Um, but yeah, and then it, it flashes to you 10 years later. So I was a little confused by that scene. You know, they're in the parade and, you know, Nova uh, is talking with uh, Ingrid or the detonator and Phobia. And I was super confused at who she was talking to because these were new characters. I honestly, I had no idea who these people were until a bit later. But um, so um this is kind of, I don't know, I guess where we see um, we meet different characters, and, <laughs> and then, uh, because, I mean, we meet a lot of renegades, you know, and, and then Nova's also talking. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of names just thrown into the mix, like, just right off the bat.
0: It's so hard to keep track of them. Yeah, no, there's a lot, a lot of them, and, uh, which, I mean, there's a lot of renegades too, but yeah, and then, you know, you kind of see Nova as Nightmare Fight, and she's, you know, she's feisty. You know, like, she she was taught very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we see Nova in her skill as a fight. So, obviously, in her 10 years, you know, she learned a lot from the the anarchists, especially some of their ideologies, right? Like, you know, that the renegades are not good, you know, that the world would be better off without that council kind of thing because the world was better in the 20 years that Ace was kind of ruling
2: it. I think with Nova, you have such a love-hate relationship with her because, like, while I was reading it, I was just like, she's so boss, she's so resourceful, like, she's fighting these people with, like, who have these superpowers that are, like, this guy's made of rocks, but she still ends up winning a fight against him, you know? Like, you love that about her? Well, at least I loved that about her. But then, like, you're hearing her talk so bad about the renegades and about these people who, yeah, some of them aren't good and then others are really good. And you're just like, girl, you're just... You haven't seen both sides of it, you know? I
1: actually love that we're following, like, a quote-unquote villain. Like, it's... You don't... it's That's not a typical thing in books like this, so it's just so... I loved seeing her side of it and then seeing Adrian's side.
2: Yeah, you get to see two sides, especially since they were extreme opposites. Like, Nova was just like, hate the renegades, love the anarchists, let's, like, end the renegades, you know? But then Adrian's just like, I love the renegades, I love superheroes, you know? And he's just like, I hate the anarchists. And you see them... You see their what they're thinking and, and there's such polar opposites. But then you also see them interacting with each other in a way that you're just like, you both like each other, but they have such different ideologies when it comes to the renegades and anarchists.
1: And then you start to see as they both start to question, like, what they've been taught too. Because Nova's like, are the anarchists, like, really, like, the right way to do things? And then, like, Adrian's, like, disapproves of some things that the renegades are doing, and so they will start to question it a little bit. As And then as the series goes on, you can see how that really starts to make an impact, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's very true. And it is really interesting to get both sides, right? Because then, you know, you see them where they start, and then, yeah, you see them as they start to interact with each other more, um, they start to figure out that, well, maybe everything that we've been taught from a very young age isn't, you know, everything it's chalked up to be. Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about Adrian, I guess. So Adrian is uh, the son of one of the council members uh, who, she actually died uh, when he was very young, so he was taken in by Captain Chromium, C- Chromium? and uh, the Dread Warden who are together. And um, so he's being raised by two of the highest renegades, right? So I feel like that idea of the renegades has been kind of almost embedded into him from a very young age, uh, because he's always surrounded by it. Adrian
1: is adorable. He's such a bean. (laughs) He he didn't know what sandwiches Nova would like, so he just bought them all and brought them to her. He was so sweet. You're just like he's honestly like a little puppy.
2: Yeah. You're di- every time I was reading his parts, I was like internally dying because he was just so adorable.
1: Like you're just like you're. Just I like how he like so cute comes off like outwardly. He like tries to be super confident in himself like super self-assured like in a good way like he he's the leader of his little group but then when it comes to nova he gets all awkward (laughs) and nervous uh but
2: it was so interesting to see like you i love adrian he's like so sweet most of the time most of the time he was the best but then as the sentinel i was I was annoyed at him, because this is when he lets out his cocky side, you know? This is when he's just like, I got this, you guys. Yeah, that's when his self-assuredness
1: becomes, like, kind of too much. Yeah,
2: and he's super self-righteous about it all. He's just like, I'm a real superhero. And you're just like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a super cute character, and he's got, you know, he's He's got his, uh, you know, differences, the things you like, the things you don't <laughs> like. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you guys on that. He, uh,
1: He's definitely a reason to read this book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. Like, not as much as, like, Liam from The Darkest Minds, you know? Because, like, I know we all love Liam, like, clearly from those past episodes. <laughs> but Adrian, honestly, for me, he's up there, too. Like, on that same tier level (laughs) oh i felt so bad for him when because he like thought their little carnival thing was like a date but he like wasn't sure and so he was all like questioning he's like if i did ask you on a real date would you say yes And then he like tried to kiss her and she literally ran away and hopped over a fence (laughs) in this book i was
2: As I was reading it, probably about through like ninety percent of this book, I was just cringing all the way through. <laughs> Most of it was like the good kind of cringe, where you're just like, "Uh, this is this is good, this is good." <laughs> and then the other times, it's just like, "Why am I reading this book?" <laughs> it's like cringe,
1: and they're so awkward. But it's like it's it's so it's so cute, but like so cringe. Oh, the one of the parts, like when he showed up to their non-official date thing and he's in a regular clothes and she shows up in her like suit because she thinks this is official renegade business and it was so awkward <laughs> that's a part where i was super cringy <laughs> but it's still so like entertaining for me
0: yeah it, those are those parts where you you just kind of have to like stop reading just to laugh at how weird and cringy these characters are You know. But they're teenagers,
1: so you know, aren't aren't we all (laughs) we are, we're definitely.
2: Especially really inexperienced teenagers. Like they're super socially awkward teenagers because they don't have really any real life experience. Like Nova spent ten years living in a subway. (laughs) Really? She has no social skills whatsoever. Like, she's hung out with a super creepy like guy who's weird with kids an old guy like just like super like she was just living in this subway for 10 years and so she's super socially awkward adrian's a little better but he's just real uncomfortable around her because he's just like i love her
1: but super awkward when he finally got the courage to like hold her hand like i think he kind of did it like on instinct but he like grabbed her hand she literally just stared at it <laughs> like for like a while before any either of them did anything else she just was staring at it so like he started looking at it too <laughs> it was just so funny <laughs> Some of those
2: parts, I was like reading in between my fingers, like just don't continue in this, but
1: like, <laughs> you've got to continue, right? Oh, uh, it's so good, I love it.
0: So, Shreya, I know one of the characters that you really like is Oscar, right? Who's um, smokescreen, that's what it is, so that's his alias.
2: Uh, so, Shreya, what do you like about Oscar? I have okay, so I know Talia loves like the the liams and the adrians or whatever and don't get me wrong i do too i just love my funny guys like they gotta make me laugh and like i'm not saying those two aren't but like they're made to be the funny characters like oscar is just hilarious and he i just love oscar but i also the thing that i love about oscar is he he walks with a cane right like He has this disability, but he's still a renegade and he and he moves past this disability that he has and is still a really great renegade. And that's like, I love the whole overcoming these these physical trials they have, you know, and and he's just so great. He's so funny.
1: Yeah, he's super awkward, too. (laughs) Like, they all are. Like, with Ruby. (laughs) Oh, he's, like, trying so hard. Poor guy. The girl's not taking the hint. (laughs) And and they're both kind of just like, oh,
2: we're just friends. But you both secretly love each other. You're just like, (laughs) why aren't you two together yet? Yeah, I think one of my favorite,
0: um, like, side but still important characters is Cyanide. Uh, just because... Most of the time, so he's, a, he's an anarchist, and his name is Leroy. And he, he's almost like, I don't know, like a dad or like a grandfather. He's just like a, you know, kind of a father figure almost to uh, Nova, you know. She spends some time with him, and he helps her out a lot. So he, he's kind of, he's one of the guys that I like because of his relationship with Nova. He, he almost seems like one of the nicer, but still not
2: nice anarchists, you know? Yeah, he was a lot tamer, I would say. Like, like Detonator is all like, kill everybody, you know, kill the renegades. Let's just blow things up, you know? And, like, Phobia's just downright creepy, you know? But Cyanide, yes, sure, he's poisons people and is, has acids and stuff. But he's he's real sweet to nova he cares a lot about her and and he 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 took care of her and he, you just got to see a really cool side of the anarchists because because of cyanide you know it was real sweet yeah talia do
0: you have a uh like a character that you really like who you know we haven't talked about
1: um i've been sitting here trying to remember his name but oh my gosh it left my brain bandit what's his name max max oh my gosh he's he's so cute and like i love the relationship that he has with adrian they're like brothers to each other and adrian's always like looking out for him coming and like drawing him things that he can like make like real life and and then he, like, he doesn't want to hurt anyone, and he's so young, and he knows, like, he can hurt people, and I feel for him so much, but he's so
0: cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you could he- see that he, uh, after, uh, he had hurt himself and Nova comes rushing in, um, he's inquiring after Nova, is he not? Like, he just, he wanted to make sure that she was okay, and so, like, it was a super sweet part.
2: He cared a lot about people, and he knew that he would hurt people and so even though like he was really lonely sometimes during the quarantine that he like the his quarantine he he knew what he was doing was something that he needed to do and it was it was he was just a really wise character i think like Adrian actually talks about it in the book. He's just like Max is so wise beyond his years, which was which was kind of cool to see Max was someone that Adrian relied on and cared about a lot and protected, even though he had never even met him in like face to face, no glass, no nothing and it was real it was a real this was another really sweet side of Adrian that you got to see.
1: Also, the world was so lucky that Max was on the Renegade side. Because imagine if Max was a villain, like he would just destroy everybody. Like he's just that powerful. But Max, he's he is wise and he's good. So being good is very uh, is <laughs> very good in the situation where he could just destroy everyone if he wants to by taking away their powers. Mm-hmm. That's very true. He, uh, he's definitely
0: been gifted, I guess you could say, with a very, very incredible and powerful um, ability. So, what was something that
2: surprised you guys about this book? We'll go Shreya first. I was reading the books, and when I first, like, I was reading it, and, and the first time you meet Oscar and Ruby, you're just like, oh, they're so cute together, my favorite couple, you know? <laughs> And then you're just like, hold up. (laughs) They're not actually dating. I was just like, just a crazy (sighs) twist. Like, I was just like, why aren't you two dating? You guys practically are dating. Like, just the way they interacted with each other. I don't know. It just felt like they were dating at first. And then they're just like oh yeah, we're just friends. And you're just like, <laughs> no, you're not just friends. You're like,
1: yeah, right, you Stop. are. It was just, I was just like, how are they not dating? Something, I'll, I'll take the more serious route. And the very last, <laughs> the very last like page of the book, you find out that Ace is actually still alive. We thought, we as a reader thought that he was dead up to this point but nova and all the anarchists knew that he's still alive and nova is now like working like for ace and you didn't know that he was alive and that was that was the cliffhanger at the end of the book it's like wait what he's actually alive so yeah there's that Yeah, that was definitely a shocking part
0: because you don't see it coming. Like, I don't know if there was any hints throughout the book that I found that would have led me to believe that Ace was actually alive. So So something uh, that I thought would be good to talk about um, during my podcast episodes uh, was lessons you learn from books. Because I personally believe that any book, whether fiction or nonfiction, can teach you something um, really anything, and it it can be something that was really easy to find, or something that it outright said, or it could be something that, you know, you have to dig a little deeper for, but it's something I feel is important to kind of discuss, so do you guys, like, did you guys find anything in this book that kind of, I guess you could say, taught you
1: something? Well, for me, I noticed, like, like, how much of an influence the people around you are. Like, because Nova just grew up with anarchists, and so that's just the way she grew up. But then when she starts surrounding herself with renegades, she starts to question her own values, her own self. And it's just not because she saw, like, not because there was a huge action that, like, maybe might start to change her feelings, but because she's just met new people, and she's in different circles, and so I just think it's interesting to see how just the influence of just being with people and talking to them can just change your point of view sometimes. If you had to rate this book out of 10, uh, how would you rate it? Well, I've said this a couple times now, but I would give it an 11 out of 10, just because I love these folks, and if there are any flaws, I am completely blind to it. Like, I just don't acknowledge them. They don't exist in my mind.
0: No, that's good. Uh, Straya, are you still with us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's the frozen. Fact that I have to ask that question. <laughs> She's just loading on my screen. <laughs>
0: Rate the book
2: out of 10. Okay. So previously I said eight, but you know what? I'm thinking about it now and I'm just like, you know what? This was really a nine. Like the cringe factor was super cringy. Like it was like a 10 out of 10 on cringe factor, but like, but it was just so, it was funny cringe for a lot of it, but it was bad cringe for some of it, but like it was still enjoyable and I like... (laughs) I was dying the entire time but in like a good way I was positively (laughs) dying that's awesome
0: you know I think I'd have to yeah no good way you know so it's all good um I have to you know slip in between you guys and uh I'm gonna rate it a 10 out of 10 because it is just it's actually such a good book and the way that Marissa Meyer writes it's um just amazing like uh all of the ideas and everything and the way that like the chapters and the people just come together and everything it's just beautiful so 10 out of 10
1: i love her writing i love her writing so much like lunar chronicles like i just love all of her books she's so a much. fantastic yeah, no, she's author. amazing
0: um all right so the last kind of question that i generally ask people uh or that we kind of talk about is what is your favorite character so far?
1: I think you guys all know who I'm gonna say, not because we already recorded this, but just because, you know, it's so obvious that I'm gonna choose, (laughs) (laughs) that I'm gonna choose my boy, Adrian. What? (laughs) Um, But yeah, (laughs) Adrian's just great. Yeah, like, he's kind of, like, awkward and cringe. He has his moments, you know, but he's just, he's so sweet, and don't get me wrong, I love Nova, too. Like, one of my, like, I think my favorite scene in this whole book is when, like, at the Renegade trials, when Nova shows up, and she's like, oh, yeah, my power is I don't sleep, and they're all like, what? And then, um, she had to, she challenged, like, the strongest guy, like, and she just crushed it. She just beat him, and and i was so proud of her but yeah i nova's great too but i'm going to obviously say adrian
2: yeah i think for me like i really liked nova 50% of the time and then the other 50% of the time i was so mad at her i was just like you are amazing you are so boss and then the other half the time it's just like i could kill you right now like you're being so annoying and and that happened with like so many different characters Like, I'm just like, how are you this dumb? But then you're also just like, you're a fantastic person and I love you. So I had a love-hate relationship with everybody. But I think my favorite character is Max because he's just so pure and so precious. Like, he's so, so cute. He's like a baby Adrian so it's like he's a mini adrian and he's just like but he's like different from adrian too because of different life experiences obviously but like he's just so pure so sweet but so like hard on himself which is like tortured soul i have a thing for tortured souls too i don't yeah oh super bad but but so sweet i loved max
0: he was so pure yeah, no, he's a really good character. For me, I honestly, in this book, I think I have to go with Adrian in that, like, you know, like, cringe and all all of his awkward, teenage awkward, you know, social skills, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Adrian is still a very good character because he's, he's almost, like, overthoughtful most of the time like he's super thoughtful and i mean you can't go wrong with being thoughtful but like he's when he bought Nova sandwiches <laughs> oh
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah i don't <laughs> he like he wasn't sure what sandwiches she wanted
2: so we just bought them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i gotta go with him Okay, okay. I have a real quick question. What's a cinnamon bun? Because I feel like Adrian is a cinnamon bun.
1: <gasps> he totally is a cinnamon bun. Oh, <gasps> I typically he is call him a, call a bean, bun. but a cinnamon uh, bun really
0: fitting too. Yeah. See, at first I thought you were talking about asking about the dessert and like not knowing what an actual cinnamon bun is, and I was going to like you know ask
2: you if you were you know need babe what's a cinnamon bun i don't know what one is i thought you were gonna make cinnamon buns too i was but then i decided i know we're in the middle of like a recording but (laughs) anyways
0: okay um so all right turns out i have another question just thought of it (laughs) (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. (laughs) just kidding i (laughs) didn't mind blown okay out of all the powers we've seen throughout these books what power would
1: you want? Well, I I promise I'm not being biased here and just picking it because it's Adrian's power, but I have to go with Adrian's power because he can literally bring things to life that he draws, which is so cool. And like the way that he can just give himself more powers the way he wants because like he could either just like draw on pen or whatever but he doesn't so he gives himself tattoos so he can have whatever power he wants like if he wills it you know it's just so epic i want that with me for the superpowers
2: i'm just like there are so many different cool ones but all of them i'm just like i would probably have no use for this in real life i'm just like when would i ever need to put someone to sleep right now at least i mean if you were annoying me i'd be like sleep but like Never sleeps would be cool. Like just having like the
1: insomnia. That's like mantis from Guardians. Is that what you just referenced?
2: <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> that was on purpose. Thanks for picking Sorry. up on that. That's what it sounds but, like. But like telekinesis would be so cool. And like <laughs> like even controlling bees, that'd be so weird, but still cool. Like Phobia's powers would be so cool. Like even though that's they're they're pretty like evil like phobias powers especially but they're it's still super cool like the drawings thing super cool like i don't like the whole morph into a swarm of butterflies so cool invisibility like just just have all of them i wouldn't be as pure and as max and quarantine myself i'd be like thank you for that power i'm gonna use this now <laughs>
1: thank you for that i really like snatched marissa meyer though she was so creative with these powers and like creating them like who would have thought to like a superpower would be transforming into a bunch of butterflies
2: transformation you can turn your exposed blood into crystal like i don't think i've ever seen anything like that before
0: i definitely think that adrian's powers are super cool because
1: he's just like draw anything and it comes to life yeah like in the in the second book (laughs) you have to read to find out but there's that one part that's just so epic (laughs) yeah um the other one that
0: i thought was kind of cool was ruby's power with the turning the blood into crystals i mean it's kind of weird and a little like gross like she wields weapons of her own blood crystallized like, that's just kind of weird, but it's also kind of cool, because then, like, when you're bleeding out, you know, you just kind of crystallize. That probably doesn't help in the healing process very well, but
2: you don't bleed out, so... I think there was a description in the book when it, like, describes that, her, like, she had gotten cut, and and um, it describes them, like pe- like, breaking off the crystals and then quickly bandaging it, so then it wouldn't crystallize. And that was just like sort of gross. You're just like, ew, especially the way I pictured it. But yeah, no, it was it was kind of you know kind of cool,
0: kind of gross. Thank you guys, uh, Sarai and Talia, for joining me today, especially on our roller coaster of an episode. <laughs> it's uh, it's been super fun, actually. Uh, do you guys have any final
1: thoughts? Um, I would definitely recommend this book. I think all ages can enjoy it because it's, like, PG, but, you know, I think anyone can enjoy it, but I am a huge sucker for these, like, superhero, like, anything to do with superpowers, like, The Darkest Minds, for example, like, I'm just all over all of that, so I love these books, like, with my whole heart, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it.
2: Gotta just agree with Talia there. <laughs> great, great closing statement, just, like, just Marissa Myers always does a great job she's a fantastic author in like capturing the just her characters are so well written and she has so many different dynamics with them it's it's really fantastic um, so definitely recommend the read yeah no it's
0: a it's a very good good book and these these are some of my favorites they're so well written um, well thank you again. And, I mean, if you want to join us for the roller coaster, all three of us will be back next week for the second book, Arch Enemies. So, you know, we'll see how that one goes. So, you know, be sure to (laughs) check it out. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, But, yeah, thanks. Um, And thank you for reading along with us. You can follow Open Books with Claire on Instagram using the link in the show notes or using our handle at Open Books with Claire. This episode was hosted by myself, Claire Oster, Talia, and Soraya. It was edited by Alex Williams. The music we use is by Paper Planes. And Open Books with Claire is produced by Mecca Radio, and we are a proud member of the Create Vine. Bye!